Welcome to Life on the Vine. I'm Jackson Seibert, one of your co-hosts, and unfortunately, I don't have your other esteemed co-host here, uh, Dan, the Reverend Dan Hutchinson. But I am joined by two of my favorite people in the world. We have Steve Wilson. Greetings. And Jake Dodson. Hello. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm I'm super glad that you guys have joined me. Um, I guess I have to say welcome from the Hannah C. Howard studio. Um, and this is your first time here in it's the Hannah big, C. Howard studio. It's an honor. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's, it's extremely moving. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> so we decided that we were going to name it the Hannah C. Howard studio because she's the famous, most famous person that we know personally. An author, yeah, yeah, an author, absolutely. Yes, I, I have one question though. What 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 is uh what does the C stand for? Do we know? I Somebody guess her knows. middle name. Let's see if you can guess her middle name. Hannah C. Howard. Hannah. Caroline Howard. Uh, Caroline right. with the C. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Steve, do you know her middle name? I don't think that I do. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to go I with think Claire. That's a good, good guess. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good yeah. Hannah Claire Howard. That's a good middle name. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> Hannah I'm, doesn't need to hear. Any I'm going to go with Consuela. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just that, shooting from the hip. Yeah, that that feels right. But today I thought that uh, we'd do something a little bit different. So, in in life on the vine, we have been looking at uh, Christian living and how we stay. Uh, connected to Christ and exploring different concepts of culture and and things that we all have to deal with when we're kind of navigating through faith and life and how how do we live in this world but not of this world and all that. I don't want to do that here, you know, in this in this segment. Um, everyone else thinks that this is really nerdy, Dan, but. Everyone else, Dan, is not here, so <laughs> I get to do what I want, and what I want um, is to start a new segment off that we'll periodically uh, do, and I'm calling it Intern Resting Conversations. And as you know, Jake Dodson, you may not know, but Jake Dodson was an intern here at First Presbyterian Church. Long ago. Long ago. What kind of intern were you? Uh, they called, uh, they called us Ignite interns. They still do. Uh, they still do. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Like we were Ignite interns, uh, summer intern for the youth program. Uh, we worked under Josh Miles and Jacqueline Wilson at the time. They were not married at that time, I believe. Uh, yeah. And that was summer of, <laughs> that was summer of 2008. I was an Ignite intern. Wow. So, yeah. That's a while back. So yeah. to give kind of context of what the Ignite internship is, I know you gave us a little bit of it, but when what is it? What is an Ignite intern? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. At the time, I probably wouldn't have been able to tell you. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I, I believe um, there were three segments. I don't know if you guys still divide it up this way. Is it Josh? Right. Yeah. Head, heart and hands, right, uh, where they have a curriculum and a program throughout the summer for uh, any high school student. I don't know if you guys put age restrictions on it now or, or, or whatever. I was a sophomore when, when I did Graduating it. Graduating sophomore, junior, or senior. Right. 
So you go and you learn what it means to be a follower of Jesus from the head and from the heart and with your hands, and you meet with pastors and discuss theology, which kind of falls into the head category. And then there's serving and doing, uh, going out and helping in the community, different, different things like that will, that will fall into the, the heart and hands category. Um, at least what I remember, but I still have my original schedule of, the, I think, the month of July from summer 2008, still in my Bible. Uh, it's, it's color-coded for head, heart, and hands. Uh, it's what's, each activity would fall under one of those categories. But that's kind of the, the, the structure of it. Uh, basically, what I did was hang out with Phoebe Richards all summer and, and try and figure out how to plan mission trips and things like that. So we had a good time. Um. So, yeah, you kind of mentioned you don't know how you guys do it now. Steve, you get to be you get you get to be in charge of the Ignite interns now, right? I do. And I get to share that responsibility with you, Jackson, and with Dan. So we all uh, take different uh, times with them throughout the summer and give them different responsibilities. And we don't have it as clearly marked head, heart, hand, but it it's the same uh intent and i think that i initially trying to pursue that got a little bogged down in the spreadsheet of trying to figure out is this a hand thing or a heart thing it's like <laughs> you know what it's all good yeah. so um yeah it's uh this the same intent of serving others uh, being a part of the church getting a, an experience with ministry but also being encouraged to pursue christ in every aspect of your life wholeheartedly not just, well, I'm an intern at church, so this is what I'm going to do this summer, but the rest of my life I can serve God wherever He places me, wherever He calls me, uh, wholeheartedly and uh, whole mind, and, you know, with loving the Lord, heart, mind, body, and soul, so hasn't changed. Mm. And I think the temptation with that is to think that you, as soon as you finish the program, you will have that understanding, and you will be able to carry that with you perfectly as soon yeah. as you're done. Uh, but I can say from my experience, I did not take that immediately away. It was not until this next summer or the summer afterwards that I actually started pulling meaning and purpose and uh, valuable takeaways from my Ignite experience because I wasn't following Jesus at that point in my life. I can say that now. I wouldn't have told you that then. But I think that's a, a, a really good thing to say because it's all about planting those seeds into people's lives and helping them understand it that as you go on, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, uh, you'll be able to serve and follow Jesus. And that's been the experience for me, but I just didn't know it until years later. So uh, in, in that way, I'm enormously grateful for what Ignite has done and what it continues to do. So you said something there that I kind of want to jump into. Um, you said that it was you weren't following Jesus at the time. Mm -hmm. You were an intern mm -hmm. in the church. Okay, mm -hmm. that's kind of mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. But it planted seeds and it kind of gave a foundation. So this is something that Steve and I have been talking about recently. Is um, when we kind of get down to what is our purpose, what is our goal, what is our, um, what are some of our goals for the ministry that we have and ministries over time, they evolve, they change because the people within them change. We change. Um, uh, God doesn't change, but he, he grows us. Right. Um, so things kind of 
uh, grow and evolve. And so um, just kind of this, talk about this idea of, of getting a foundation or like a platform that has, is laid and the importance of that. Because you said, like, I don't know if we actually said this, but you were in high school when you went through this Ignite internship program, right? Right. And so what, what importance has that played of just like laying a foundation uh, for you to kind of launch off of? Um, how, how important was that foundation for you? And where have you seen that as you've grown? Yeah, that, that's a really great question. And there's a lot to unpack there. So I'll do the best I can. Um, I think we ask long questions. Yeah. Oh yeah. So thanks for that, Jackson. Jeez. Um, yeah, I think the, the main takeaway from that, because I, and the reason I say I wasn't, wasn't following Jesus in that season of my life, and I can say that now, I never would have told you that as a sophomore in high school, I would have been, oh, oh yeah, you know, I'm totally a Christian. You know, I'm totally, am seeking to follow Jesus and everything I'm doing. And the honest truth is that I was not, you know, I was seeking. Did, did you know that wasn't true or did you think it was true and just didn't really understand? Uh, maybe a little bit of both, yeah. if that makes sense. I think there's ways I, you know, was definitely hiding from or keeping those parts of my life from uh, being obedient to God in those parts of my life, like uh, being with, uh, going to parties with friends in high school and things like that. I, mean, I was definitely trying to live in a certain way so that I looked all scrubbed up and nice and clean and like I was a follower of Jesus, but there's definitely a huge part of my life that was not, had no interest of actually giving my life over to him. So I think with Ignite, at that point in my life, that's, that, that was the case. For, that's who I was. Yeah, I had the, the heart behind joining Ignite was, okay, maybe I can scrub up my life enough so that Jesus will actually love and accept me and I can keep living however I want to and all the extra parts of my life, all the other parts of my life. But that that just wasn't the case, or that, that was the case for me at that time. And it took until, I think, my the summer between my junior and senior year for me to really get a, a real taste of who God was and the truth of the gospel. Uh, and at that point, I, I could sort of retroactively see how God had used that season of my life to start building some foundations of community. And I think that's the, the biggest part is I could start to see that even though I wasn't really following him or trusting him or had any good like heart posture and doing Ignite, I God used that anyway to put all of these people into my life or begin to put all these people into my life that would drag me kicking and screaming towards following Jesus, you know, and, if, and I'd be all the better for it. Um, so I couldn't tell you a specific theological, you know, nugget that I learned, or um, I can tell you lots of experiences and funny stories that I had from that summer. But I think the, the biggest takeaway was the friends that I made and the people that God put into my life that summer that continue to be uh, mentors and sources of encouragement for me to this day, where I can look to them and say, those people pointed me towards Jesus in a season when I wasn't really looking for him or had no no sense of desire to really follow him, even though I wanted to look like I did from the outside. So I, I think that would be sort of a simple takeaway from that season, a simple foundation that God just put people into my life that, that loved Jesus and wanted me to know him uh, and made sacrifices in their lives to make sure that I would follow him too. And I couldn't be more grateful for that. So you got a taste a little bit of um, 
of youth ministry. Mm-hmm. So, so Ignite's not necessarily a youth ministry intern. You're not doing necessarily youth ministry, sure. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be some aspects of it that yep. you do, but it's more of a spiritual development internship yep. is how I would label it, right, Steve? Yeah, that's the goal. So, but you 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 get to dabble a little bit in kind of what youth ministry is like. Indeed, yes. and you go on to counsel at. Uh, Camp Lockridge, that's be right. a counselor. Uh-huh. Okay, and then um, you go to college, right? At the esteemed University of Tulsa, the the Harvard of the Midwest, as they say. <laughs> Who's they? Uh, I read it on the internet once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you write it on the internet? Right uh, may have been me. Yeah, that, that actually, they may just be me. <laughs> Okay, so you go off to uh, TU, and then at TU, you just go to classes, keep your head down, make straight A's. Uh, incorrect. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, but did you have any youth ministry experience? Was that the end of your youth ministry, or Camp Lockridge kind of like the extent of youth ministry experience, or have you continued to dabble in that once you're at TU? Yeah, great question. So yeah, I went to the University of Tulsa after I graduated from Edison High School. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go Eagles. They call that the uh, Booker T of South Tulsa. Oh, okay. All right. Now, <laughs> now we're getting off the rails. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take it's that okay. shot. It's fair. It's fair. We, I deserved it. Uh, I had to take that shot. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I went to the University of Tulsa, and I was a, a, not a great student, but not a poor student, somewhere in the middle. Uh, but uh, I did spend some time... Uh, starting to get involved with youth ministry, which I got a taste of through the Ignite program, through uh, different things at, the, at Exodus uh, when I was in high school. And I actually remember a conversation that Steve and I had at uh, Carroll Harbor uh, had hosted, I can't remember what kind of gathering it was, but I, me- I specifically remember you coming up to me as an incoming freshman at TU and being like, Jake, we want you to start helping out with J-Life and with uh, Lizzie Bradford and um, Scott Madsen. And I think that was sort of my in with to get back involved with Exodus and youth ministry. Because uh, from that point, I, I would go on to help out being a life group leader with David Van Dusen and uh, Henry Fennell. Um, so that, that was a seed definitely that was planted at that point. It was Steve, I don't know what he, what he, he saw in me to make me want to, to make him want to choose me for J Life, but. Uh, I, I do remember, uh, I do remember doing that. And, um, that was the sort of the extent of my involvement with youth ministry as a student at TU is I would come on Wednesday nights and help out with basically whatever's going on, whether it be life groups or J life, which is like J life, I think was, uh, what the, any other kid that wasn't in confirmation, right? Sixth and seventh graders, right. Wednesday night program. And we would hang out with them and play games and have a message and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. Well, I think that that's pretty remarkable, and that's kind of one of the things I wanted to highlight in these conversations, these interesting conversations, um, is that it may be youth ministry, it may not be youth ministry, but involvement in the church body, whether it's at First Pres or it's somewhere else, that's essential to the life of a disciple. And so kind of talk about that. How has being involved in what what are some different aspects some different ways that you've been involved in a church body um since your experience in ignite um and what kind of role has that played in your walk with jesus 
So I, I moved to Houston in February of 2015, uh, which is almost five years ago now. It's crazy to think about that. Um, and I did not want to move down there at all. I, I had gotten a job in the oil and gas industry and was going down there just because I, I, I got a job and that's kind of what you do. You graduate from college and you, you get a job and then you go wherever that job is, I guess. So I was just kind of following the, following the, the road there to get, to get down to Houston. And I had connections at First Presbyterian Church of Houston uh, that I, so I naturally wanted to check out that church and the, the, looked at a few churches, but ended up settling with that one. And I think to, to really answer your question, Jackson, I, I, that church has really, God has really used this past season of my life through that church to show and teach me more about him, to draw me closer to him uh, through new community and through teaching me more about theology and different aspects of faith and work and how this job that I don't necessarily love, how there's opportunities for redemption uh, and for ministry work within the corporate workplace. And it just it broadened my understanding of the, of the depths, of the, the true depths of the gospel and, and Jesus's love for us. And I think I, I was a little stagnant and a little comfortable here at First Pres Tulsa, even though I was involved with different volunteering things, I really was challenged and grown and drawn closer to Jesus through this church that I, I started going to in Houston, First Presbyterian Church of Houston. Um, and I'm enor- so enormously grateful for that because uh, looking back on it, I'm, I'm not sure where my relationship with Jesus would be had it not been for going to that new place, that new challenge, that new play, um, church where I didn't know as many people. So I can't remember if I'm fully answering your question or not, but the, there, there it is. So, so, what are you doing now? What's new? I don't know. What's what up? I, what am I doing now? That's good. That's a good question. I mean, not right this second. Oh, right, yeah, because yeah. right now I'm Just sitting here drinking I, a cup of coffee. Yeah. A, if you want to answer it literally, but uh, right now I still live in Houston, and I'm coming up on five years in Houston, like I said, and. Um, and uh, we were having a conversation earlier this morning about just how grateful I am to have moved to that city. And it's very connected to my previous answer to your question that uh, God has really just used that season in my life to, to challenge me and, and remove the things from my life that were keeping me from drawing closer to him. And um, I'm still working at that same job. I volunteer with an organization called Young Life down in Houston at... Uh, school called Lamar High School, which is very similar. It'd be like the Booker T of Houston. Uh, we're we're going to keep making school comparisons here. Uh, so it's very much like Booker T, very successful academically and athletically. And it's a, a huge public school. So it's a, a very interesting place to volunteer with Young Life. And um, that's been a challenging um, aspect of my life in, in youth ministry. And that's kind of what my, I've been up to for the past uh, three or four years, I think, is uh, volunteering with Young Life and chugging along with my job in Houston and trying to find the best new Tex-Mex restaurants. That's kind of the, those are kind of the big three right there, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if we want to go into a what's, whole Tex-Mex what, yeah, you know, segment, top, but I'm just saying. What's at the top of your list in Houston? A, yeah, so uh, this is important. You know, you want to talk Tex-Mex in Houston, people get real serious about this, you know. Uh, it was almost like a religion, you know, quote unquote. Um, restaurant called El Tiempo is definitely number one in my book. They just the fajitas melt in your mouth, man. It's amazing. So 
Come on down to Houston and eat fajitas with me, all of you who are, who are, who are listening. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that this is important. Yeah. When you go to a new Tex-Mex restaurant, yep. do you get the same dish at each restaurant to compare the same dish? Or are you just comparing ambiance and queso and like it's kind of arbitrary? Wow. Well, may, I mean, maybe that shows my opinion because, but <laughs> how do you judge yeah, a restaurant? That's a really good question. I think, you know, we could really go down a rabbit hole here with uh, how, you know, how I approach each and every restaurant. And I want to hear your take on it too. Mm-hmm. But I think it depends on the restaurant and, you know, maybe they've got like a section of the menu that says like favorites or like you got to get this thing or that thing. Like you got to get the enchiladas at this place. So maybe I'll get the enchiladas there. But I think mm-hmm. my go-to is the the beef fajitas at most places. So that seems to be the, uh, the benchmark that I, or the, the dish that I judge all other restaurants by. So, well, I know people that judge different Tex-Mex restaurants or Mexican restaurants off their guacamole or off their chips and salsa or or chips and queso is a pretty, uh, a pretty good one too, to, uh, to judge different Tex-Mex restaurants. So Tulsa has good, great Tex-Mex as well, but uh, yeah, I feel like we should, you know, maybe not go down the Tex-Mex yeah. rabbit hole right now, but I, I appreciate it nonetheless <laughs> as a as a person who's lived in Houston for five years. So, and I'm supposed to be the one steering this. Yeah, you're doing. Thanks yeah. for real. You're doing great, Jackson. Jackson. You're also the one that's editing all of this. Yeah, yeah. you have the power. <laughs> Whatever yeah, you want to do. Exactly. Um, so let me ask you guys a question, if that's that's okay. Fire about, away about about ignite. Since I did it in 2008, that was 11 years ago. You know, what are some ways, some significant ways that you feel Ignite has grown or has changed since I did it? And that's more for my own curiosity. You know, I, I did it and I have this own, uh, this whole thing of my own to take away from Ignite that God used to teach me about him. And um, you, know, you guys have experienced it for, you know, 11 years or whatever. So what, what, what have been some changes and some challenges and some areas of growth for, for Ignite since since I left in 2008. What have I missed, basically? Well, yeah, I'm thinking about my first experience with Ignite versus my most recent experience with Ignite. And we have been intentional about trying to incorporate different aspects of Christian spirituality. We uh, do uh, special emphasis on some of the Ignatian exercises, introducing the Ignite in turns to that. I think we do more intentional reading, like assigned reading. Here's a book. You're going to read this book, and we're mm-hmm. going to talk about the first three chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson, you might be able to speak to how it's changed since you were an Ignite intern. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of things that have changed and lots of things that have stayed the same. So maybe some of the similarities, um, highlighting those, will kind of bring you into like what's the same and what's different. So... Um, one of my favorites is always going to talk to uh, Dr. Halsmer at ORU, um, professor. I, is he the head of engineering mm-hmm. department at yeah. ORU? And cool. Yeah, and he, he has now, I've listened to him speak, I think, five or six times now. So get to hear him a whole bunch. I'm a science nerd, so that's really cool. Um, so that's the same. Teaching is another thing that is pretty similar still. What they teach is different, but the amount of teaching and speaking that they do is probably the same or um, ratcheted up a little bit. So 
Uh, I don't know if it was your experience. Did you teach Tina? Yes, we taught Tina, and we had to teach. Or we did. Uh, Tina is not an individual. It's the Wednesday uh, evening yeah. middle school <laughs> event during the summer. Totally. Tina into... was one middle schooler. Yeah. <laughs> she's she, our favorite. She and needed some, all of our resources she, into her. She got special attention. <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah great. Tina's an acronym, right? Yes. Totally into gnarly, gnarly adventures. Right. Spelled gnarly. Shout out to, to <laughs> no, Jacqueline. The, the G's just small yeah <laughs> yeah i like it yeah uh, um yeah so uh, they teach tina um they uh will teach staff chapel right um, i did that too yeah, yeah scary. So, that was the scariest moment for me was teaching staff chapel uh, was... we've partnered with inverness the last couple of years uh, which has brought a really interesting aspect to um to the ignite internship inverness is a is um Retirement village. Retire, yeah, a retirement village here in uh, Tulsa. I guess it's technically in Jinx, Jinx Sepulpa sure. County. Somewhere. Who knows? It's out that way. <laughs> and um, uh, they've had some really cool experiences and some really challenging experiences uh, doing chapel um, there, so teaching chapel. So it's still a nice mix of of diving into – I don't know, diving into your comfort zone already and letting Christ meet you where you are, but also definitely pushing the boundaries of those uh, comfort zones so that when you're at the end of your rope or you're at the end of your comfort zone, you only have Jesus to rely on. So it's kind of specifically designed that way. And I think that um, Steve and Josh are both masters at finding those. And we cater. I think we cater a lot to the specific dynamic of the group. Right of the interns, and yeah, cater is probably not the right word, but we adjust, we tailor it to, to yeah, tailor. each year. Each year's different, and we've had anywhere from two interns to six interns, depending upon the year, and it, it just varies uh, depending upon the class sizes of the kids that are eligible and their interest. But you um, can get a feel of a common ground that the interns share, or a common area of growth so that you can pick a special focus of the summer or a couple of different things that you want to push them into so that they can grow mm. in experience and in trust yeah. so that they're not just doing what they're good at but doing what they could be good at if they move one, outside of One themselves. year there was a group that foundationally had a, a pretty solid theological foundation and most of their things that they wanted to explore work on were a little bit um, extra. So it was uh, Anna Shale and mm-hmm. um, Morgan. Morgan. And, and when they when they had mm-hmm. them um, teach us something, so they had a question that they uh, had asked us sometime throughout the internship. And then at, at a certain point in the internship, we said, okay, well, you asked this question. Now you get to go research it come to a conclusion and then give a presentation on it and so we invited the staff and some other people uh, to come listen to their presentations and they gave us a presentation on this theological question or yeah so that was kind of cool in a way that we tailored it specifically to that group where there's other groups where 
it's kind of more, how do I stay? The question that they're wrestling with is more, how do I stay consistent in my walk with Christ? How, and so in that, that's when Steve kind of introduces. And I think this is like a, a, a standing thing now, but introduced Brother Lawrence in the practice of the presence of God and just teaching that God is in all aspects of our life. Big and small, especially Washing the even dishes. the small and yeah. the mundane. Yeah. 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 So, um, and so developing an ear for God, even in times when we may not think that he's there. And so um, that's the kind of tailoring to specific groups that we tend to do. So hmm. I don't know if that answers your question of what's different and what's the same, but well, we sure got an answer. So yeah, I, exactly. I know, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Jackson, if you, if you don't mind, I'd like to put you on the spot a little put bit. Put me on the spot. I, uh, I think you're an interesting person, Jackson, because not only were you an ignite, not only were you an ignite intern, but you also work here at the same church now and you have for some time. So I wanted to ask you how, did your Ignite experience in particular, because yours was probably drastically different than mine, um, or not drastically different, but you had different experiences. We, we can agree on that probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that affect how you now approach your job as the director of middle school, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, good question. Yeah. Uh, I was I'm putting in, you on the spot. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Uh, I was in, got the opportunity to, I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to be in the inaugural class, Ignite intern class. One of the OGs. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, in uh, 2007, uh, I don't think we would have made it through without Lauren Bull. She mm. was the constant. Clay Grogan was pretty constant as mm. well, but mm-hmm. uh, John, Zach, and I uh, were mildly all over the place. Um, not surprising. No, yeah. not at all. But to specifically answer your question about how it kind of causes me to, from a from an em- employer, quote unquote, employer sure. perspective or uh, manager perspective on the Ignite interns and how we how we structure Ignite sure. is, I think that I do project my experience from Ignite a lot onto it. Yeah, and. It is an opportunity for those who are willing to go deeper in their faith. And so I think it's a crazy summer and it's a hard summer, but it's a really fun, enriching, enjoyable summer. And you're going to go places um, and be put in situations that you'll think are crazy and that you'll think are, I can't do this. Like that, that thought process will go through your head. Um, but it, I, and I want them to go through that because if I can't do this, then how am I supposed to do this? Well, it's by relying on the Holy spirit and it's relying on Jesus. And I want to, to get them to that place to where that, um, their faith is tried and true. It is tried, um, that, that when you are left wanting for the ability to do, I don't know, task, whatever, and you don't think that you can do it, maybe that is like a true statement. It's not like a lack of confidence. It's just knowing I, I can't do this. This is outside of my limits. This is outside of my comfort zone. And, but this is still something that I have to do or something that I need to do. 
and God shows up. You know, he doesn't just leave us in the lurch. He shows up. And so I think that in the way that we structure it a lot, I use my um, experience there. Um, and I think that we always intentionally look for the youth that are willing because it's a great opportunity to stretch, learn, grow, and was designed by Josh to help students who wanted to go deeper in their faith. If you if the, you don't have the desire to go deeper in your faith and you just want to leave it here, and I think that you, even in your experience of saying, oh, I wasn't necessarily following Jesus, you took the step to say, okay, I want to do this. If you come in with a humble heart and a willingness to open yourself to God, have your way with me, um, then God's going to work and he's going to work through that. And so, yeah, definitely. I think there's no, it's no coincidence that anybody signs up for Ignite. You know, there's definitely something stirring within each of us, whether we're really conscious of it or not, which was the case with me and it was probably the case with many of us. Yeah. So. Well, and, and now being able to sit here, we, we, I guess it was two years ago we celebrated 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. And we kind of were starting to look into like, what does that mean? And, all that and um, kind of compiled the numbers and it was pretty astounding. I, I don't want to throw numbers out there because I don't have them in front of me, but the vast majority, we're talking at least three quarters, if not more of Ignite interns went on to serve in their, whatever church home that they were in, serve in the church body in a significant way. And that's not, typical of people who are who are just coming out of a youth group and so there's something about ignite that draws us in deeper to have us taste and see that the lord is good and we are drawn into community with him we're drawn into community with others and we take a sip from that well and we say man why would i go anywhere else you know that's silly so so i think that People get a taste of that, and then they continue to do it, uh, as is your case, as is my case, um, and, and I think many other um, ignites. Sure. And I think I was just thinking while you are saying that, that you know, if I was a person who was listening to this and has no prior connection to First Press Tulsa or the Ignite program, yet why would I care about anything that you guys are saying right now? And yeah. then go, going off about these Ignite stories, and I think you touched on something really uh, really good there at the end that uh, tasting and seeing that, that God is good and then he's for us in Jesus and that doesn't just uh, manifest itself in, in at First Pres Tulsa through the Ignite program that we're, we're called to be sent out uh, and make disciples and go into the world and be agents of peace and reconciliation in the same way that Jesus was for us. Um, so I do have something else I want to talk to you about. Okay. So one of my favorite things that you, Jake Dodson, do <laughs> is at the end of the year, you always come out with oh boy. your music <laughs> review. What can we expect from music critic Jake Dodson? What are you listening to? What should I be listening to? What's, what's the album of the year? Oh, man. So let me ask both of you one question really quick that may be slightly controversial and a can of worms in and of itself. And you Good. may know where I'm going with it. But what do you guys think about Kanye West? 
<laughs> I thought you were going to say, is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh. <laughs> That's a whole other... Is Star Wars art? Yes. Those are two totally separate podcasts. We'll need more time for that. Wait. I never thought about a hot dog being a sandwich. What? Oh boy, it's the we Steve and I can't get into this because we yeah. we get too yeah, fired up. Well, we can yeah. talk about that one. So yeah, <laughs> listeners, think about this future podcast. Right yeah, there. Oh my future episode. No, uh, I think uh, a, a, a good sneak peek. That, you know, it is relevant to the com- maybe the conversation we're happening about the church and the world and how we show up in it. Is uh, Kanye released Kanye West released an album called Jesus Is King this year uh, that I really loved and think that is very musically interesting and innovative and at the same time uh god glorifying dare i say it and that feels weird because i think a lot of people think of kanye and think of uh, maybe some of the more negative aspects of his life that have shown up publicly uh and certainly it's hard to ignore those things but i you know that piece of work art perhaps dare i say it uh that that album I thought was really moving and uh, points us to Jesus in, in a really cool way. And Kanye using his platform like that, I think, is uh, pretty significant because it's not just, you know, I could release an album of Christian music like and title it Jesus is King, but I don't have the public influence that Kanye West does. So, I, and, you know, I think there's a, a really interesting conversation to be had there, but I'll have to say that I, I really liked that album, and I think that'll make the list this year. Um and uh, yeah, you'll have to, uh, you probably have to wait till January to hear the rest of it. But I listened to a lot of music this year. Uh, it was an okay year. It wasn't, a, you know, I think in the past five or six years, 2015 and 2017 stand out as really significant music years. This year was not up, up to par with those years. Mm. So what, there's still a lot of uh, uh, great albums that were released, released this year. Uh, Brittany Howard, the Lead singer of the Alabama Shakes released a really good solo album this year. Oh, I'll have to take a listen to that. I yeah. like Alabama Shakes. Then you, so. it, this is like a weird Alabama Shakes album. It's 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 pretty good, and it's got some uh, theological things happening in there as well, some spiritual themes. And uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah, those are those are probably the two I enjoyed most this year. And there's more that I'll include in the list, but I I, I appreciate you asking, Steve. What are you listening to now? <laughs> what was your favorite album of the year? <laughs> Steve Steve is just shaking his head right now. You can't even answer. Yeah, too too many. I don't (laughs) listen to music hardly at all. I really don't. I I know this sounds weird and people get all defensive about it, but I most of the time prefer silence when I'm driving. Mm. And when I'm at home, I don't listen to music because I'm doing other things. So. I'm intrigued by Kanye West. I know it's easy to be really cynical and jaded about celebrities who are making public professions of faith. Mm. But if we are going to dismiss a transformative movement of God in the life of somebody who's got a bad rep, then we might as well tear out most of the New Testament that was written by Paul. Amen. So we'll just let the Lord work through him and see how it goes. Yeah. But to him be the glory, period. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we can tear out my own story, too. Because, <laughs> I mean, just like you said, it, it, uh, Jake, that he's got a public platform. And so this 
whatever is happening in Kanye is on display for everyone to see. And luckily, my walk hasn't been public (laughs) for everyone to see. My ups and downs and mistakes and slips, even after I proclaimed Jesus is Lord. And so I just, I I pray for him because, you know, I... He's fighting a hard battle. He He's is. in a set of circumstances we will never find ourselves no, in. Ain't that yeah. the truth. So, you yeah. know, go Kanye, go. Lord yeah. help him because yeah. he's going to have the opportunity to touch millions of people's hearts and lives and show them Christ. Well, he's it. already done that, pulling a Johnny Cash, going to yeah. prison concerts and, you know, and, and I mean. Well, P- Paul was glad when people proclaimed the gospel in the attempt to make his life harder. He didn't care as long as Christ was being yeah. proclaimed. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, I think he's being proclaimed, and I believe he can shine through all of Kanye's gifts and failings uh, because he is God and can use him yeah. however he sees fit. So Absolutely. I'm think, stoked. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and not only that, it's it's an album that is intriguing musically. You know? yeah, so, I haven't even yeah. listened to the I, album. I, I and think people who wouldn't really consider listening to a religious album are like, Whoa, what's Kanye doing? Yeah, because if the music sucked, then <laughs> yeah. you know, people would just turn it off, but it's not. So I think one example of how God is using this is I have a friend who is uh, off in missions in China right now who has had conversations with people about that album, and God has used that to open up conversations about the gospel. It's like, what, what is Kanye talking about here? You know, And for people who never would have... You know, they would never would have had that opportunity to talk about who's Jesus and why is Kanye rapping about him right now. Um, and that's just one way. You know, Kanye could. Kanye's not doing that. You know, he did make this album, but he's not re- the reach of of what that could be. Uh, God will will use that, and it's yeah. less about what Kanye is doing, but what what God can do and will do um, through that. So solid. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for your your uh, Facebook note yeah. pop up on my timeline. Yep. Yeah, it'll, it'll be early January for sure. I'll have read it by now. I think our time has come to an end. Thank you so much for joining us here in the Hannah C. Howard studio. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it, it, it's been, I'm honored by to be to be included. And uh, let me just say this about the two of you before we, before we sign off. That, Uh-oh. So I just want to say that I love you guys and I'm thankful for you. And I'm thank- thankful to God that he put you in my life. Well, we love you too. And or at least I do. Yeah. <laughs> I love you very much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Steve. Yeah. Uh, and Steve, thanks. It's always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. Thank you for having me back. You're invited back. Jake, you're also invited back next time you're in town. Thank you. Let's sit down and just have our normal conversations with microphones. Yeah, hot dogs and sandwiches. Oh, that's next. <laughs> I'm glad you made a distinction. Hot dogs and sandwiches. Ooh. <laughs> we can edit that out. We can edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for listening. If you liked this, um, or if you like Life on the Vine, give us a little subscribe. Clicky on that button that's right there that says subscribe. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. That'll be weird. Oops.
Hey there, it's Jackson. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the interesting conversation with Jake Dodson and Steve Wilson. We covered a lot of ground, but one of the things that we talked about was the Ignite internship. If you enjoyed that conversation or if you think that God can move in really cool ways through the Ignite internship here at First Presbyterian Church, why don't you consider going to firstchurchtulsa.org that's F-I-R-S-T-C-H-U-R-C-H-T-U-L-S-A dot O-R-G and clicking on the donate button. Make sure that when you make your donation that you include that it's for the Ignite internship. And then that money will turn around and go directly to the Ignite internship to create an experience that is similar to that of Jake Dodson. Thanks for listening.